Did you set the house on fire? Did you get your sister pregnant? Did you sell your grandma's kidney just for fun? You're a menace, you're a bastard, you're a son of a bitch. What is the worst thing? Worst thing? Worst thing you ever done? Worst thing you've ever done? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to blow your minds the way that it's blowing mine. But believe it or not, in 26, 7, because we have bonus episodes, in 26 to 7 episodes, this is the first lesbian who's ever crossed our path. <laughs> Can you believe that you are, the, you are a trailblazer? That is both, and a tailblazer. Oh, that is both disappointing and surprising coming from you. Allison, let's be friends. I, I, I thought Let's we were. Let's be friends. Oh. Oh, I always bring a gift whenever I come. <laughs> and I brought you some lovely volumizing shampoo and natural Ooh. balance shampoo. Oh, my God. Gotta let me know how that works in that pompadour of yours. That look good for the ladies. A little pompadour of yours. Mm-hmm. Now, I instead of doing actual work today, I decided to hit you with a pop quiz. Uh-oh. I hope you can uh, handle it. But since there's nine questions that I've come up with, we're going to let you uh, choose at your random leisure what number you want to start with. Three. Oh, good one. Oh, gosh. Hunter or gatherer? See, I'd like to say I'm a hunter. Um, I'm definitely a gatherer. Yeah. 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 Next. Five. Okay. Spell rutabaga. Oh, that's not fair. Come on. R U D A? No, I don't know. We'll let you start again. R U T. Oh, 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 R-U-T-A-B-A-G-A. that would make sense. R U T A B A G A. Now spelled Daphne Rubin Vega. <laughs> My English degree is useless. <laughs> we'll let you, okay, we'll let you do one more question. Ready? Go ahead. Which one? Seven. Tell me about the polar plunge. Ah. <laughs> well, it was it was cold. Uh, right. No, so this was like the twelfth year I did it, and yeah. apparently I just get enjoyment from you running pay into to a freezing. Uh, so you pay a registration fee, and then you have to fundraise a hundred dollars. Do you do this at the beach in the yeah, winter? seaside? Seaside in February. Do you want to take me sometime? Yes. <laughs> now, um, gotta wear a speedo though. I got no problem with that. <laughs> um, does it hurt? Um, so your feet hurt because the sand is fucking cold. Yeah. Um, other than that. You don't wear your, your, um, aqua shoes? No, no, no. Come on. That's no, pussy. A I was going to say that, but I thought You could say it. Oh, I'm not a pussy. <laughs> no. No, I, you know what? You lose everything when you run in the water, like if you have salt, and then everything's cold when you come out and no fun. You just run in there. Now, also, our listening audience needs to know, Allison is a registered officiant. <laughs> Officiant. 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 Now, have you ever officianted a uh, wedding that eventually ended in divorce? Not yet. Um, <laughs> the only uh, the only bad outcome of a wedding I've done so far is that <laughs> the one the woman's now a widow. She's um, a widow. Yeah. Well, that's technically it's not a divorce. It's not a divorce. It's a forced divorcer. A divorce is a divorce, of course, of course, unless, of course, the divorce, of course, is ends in tragic set set course. That's tragic forces. Forces, of course. I try. No, I don't know. <sighs> I had other questions on here, like, can you describe felching? No. Uh, do you recall Central Park in fall? You're probably wondering why I asked that question. I feel like I should know why you asked that question, and I can't think of why. I'm going to tell you why I asked that question. I would hope you would. Now, I understand that you have a long list of not-seen movies. Oh, come on. (laughs) But you have seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes, I have. And I like it, but there are a lot of movies I haven't seen. Now, have you seen Election with Reese Witherspoon? No. Okay, well, here's the funny thing about Election. It has Matthew Broderick in it. Oh, she plays Ferris. He plays the principal. 
<laughs> so it's kind of like the continuation to Ferris Bueller in a fucked up way. Oh, I need to watch that now. It's, it's a very messed up film. People like to pretend like it's a young Hillary Clinton, like growing up. And Mr. Uh, the, 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 the guy that Broderick plays, the principal, is doing everything in his power to stop her rising star. Huh. Hmm. I mean, I'll watch anything Reese Witherspoon is in, to be completely honest. I'll, I'll tell you. Um, so, here we are. Here you are. We're drinking White Claw. Because I remember you said to me, because I said, I'm your guest and I'm going to bring you a gift. And I said, do you want me to bring you some White Claw? And what did you say? That I had liquor here. Right. Oh, and that I like all the flavors except the teas. Right. But you also said... <laughs> oh, no. I said to you after you said you didn't like the teas, oh, so you are white trash but not southern. And I said exactly. Well, let's just... Listen, take there are 100 calories. You can't beat them. Now, this other question, I, they're silly. They're like, what would you really think of a garden gnome? I would love a garden and gnome. And how would you design a spice rack for the blind? Braille? How many basic bitches could you bury in your yard? Oh, uh, pass. <laughs> Too many. Well, we've gotten through that part. <laughs> so, enough about you. How do you feel about me? I love you. You're <laughs> wonderful. I don't invite just anybody into my home. Well... Proud to hear that. Um, so my story that I am going to just take off with right now revolves high school, and it was it's it's about being multiply intelligent. Um, do you know I Steve Jobs apparently hired only the best of the best, and by the best of the best, I mean the worst of the worst. He hired people and put them in positions of power if he knew that they were slackers, because slackers knew how to get the job done better than those who you know went about things the the quote-unquote right way. Now, I, to this day, Allison, I'm still a little bit computer illiterate. Oh, me too. There's a lot of things I don't know. I found this out when I got fired, and I had to take these job assessments online to apply for jobs. And I realized that by asking my boyfriend to do them for me, I'm really only shooting myself in the foot because, God forbid, you know where this is going. I, I come in day one, and they're like, oh, can you open up, uh, you know, a Word doc and, uh, you know, Fill out the following, uh, uh, whatever language that they ask you to put things yeah, in to make know. life easier for someone. I don't know. It's never you. That's it's not me. Yeah. All I knew is that after asking him to do my assessments three or four times and after he said to me, no, no more assessments. Because obviously if I'm doing them for you, it's going to be real awkward if you get a job that involves this. Yeah. Now, so far at work... I've only really done the basics, but I'm waiting for the day someone's like, let's open a spreadsheet. And I say, how about you spread this, bitch? <laughs> that is a phrase that gives me nightmares. Open an Excel spreadsheet. Let's do some math in the Excel well, spreadsheet. No. Let's I was not. told there would be no math. Like so, okay. Um, my junior year, uh, we had computer classes. And um, they would show us in the textbook, like, what, what this lesson was. And then we were asked, like, during the hour's class period to achieve whatever it was that they wanted printed out and put in Mrs. Leister's um, mailbox. Very nice woman. She didn't know how, like, she didn't know how dumb I was, though. And I didn't want to tell her. Okay. So I was having some trouble in the beginning, and I was sitting next to my two friends, and they couldn't help me either. It was like the blind fucking leading. You were talking about Braille a moment ago. The blind leading there the fucking go. blind. So it would get, we were getting to the end of the period, and she kept saying, if there's nothing in my mailbox, unfortunately, I have to give you a zero for the day. I didn't know what to do, Allison. All I knew is that I was staring at nothing. <laughs> All I know is I'm trying my best as a smart person to look in this textbook to figure out how to do this assignment, which should have taken me the entire class. She even said, it shouldn't take you the whole class period to create this assignment. What were you trying to create? Well, it was a series of different... <sighs> Fonts and equations and... Oh, so this was in Excel. Yes. Okay. I, 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 I shudder to tell you that I, I just, I didn't... It's justifiable if it's Excel. I couldn't ask for help, and, and, and I couldn't figure it out on my own. Okay. But here's what I did. <laughs> now, I noticed that some of the, like, smarter kids in class were done early, and they threw their homework assignments in Mrs. Leister's box. I knew that I was not going to be one of these people. 
So I, I, you know, we had a very kind of free room. People were kind of walking around. No one was really paying attention. So I got up at one point and I went to just go past Miss Leister's mailbox. And I was looking and seeing what it needed to look like. And whatever it needed to look like, House, and <laughs> it ain't happening. You know, it, it ain't. Yeah, whatever that is. It is, it's not happening. Whatever recipe to make that cake, that cake is not getting made. So I'm staring at it. It's one page, and I'm like, God, like, this would be so easy, I'm sure, if I knew what I was doing. So while I'm staring at somebody's homework assignment, I'm like, you know, I do know how to print my name. <laughs> so while no one was looking, I opened up my, 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 my shirt I opened up the buttons on my shirt all the way up. And I took someone's homework assignment and I stuffed it in my shirt and I put the buttons back. Oh so I now have their homework assignment against my bare flesh. And I went to my own personal computer and I pulled up a Word document and I knew what font it was in. So I was able to just print out my name. So my friend Michael is sitting next to me and he goes, yeah, genius, what are you going to do now? I went, give me a second. Now you've made ransom notes before, right? <laughs> Doesn't everyone? Have to, I, I have made, yeah, we've all made ransom yeah. notes. I took the homework assignment that I just printed with my name with the other paper in my shirt to the library where all the librarians love me. And they had, I knew there they had tape and scissors and whatnot. So I proceeded to cut out my own name from the piece of paper that I printed. And then with the tape, I, I, I very accurately taped my name over the other kid's name. But I wasn't done. I took it, and with my 10 cents in my pocket, I made a photocopy of the homework so it looked like it got, like, correctly printed out. And then I took the rest of the evidence, and I threw it all out. Now, you're probably oh, thinking, you why did <laughs> She's talking about the time that I, I, I ate a receipt to prove that there was no proof. <laughs> I feel like this we'll get back to this. Time, this was in okay. a previous episode well, where, and you'll episode. have to listen to them all to find out by the time that I, I ate a... I ate a receipt because I had to hide the evidence. But so I also threw out the homework assignment of the kid that I stole because part of me was like, hey, if you're that smart, you should have saved it to a disc somewhere. It shouldn't be a problem for you. And I put my own homework assignment back in my shirt and buttoned it up, went back to class, waited till no one was watching, unbuttoned my shirt, took my homework assignment and put it on the pile. And I did this every week (laughs) for like six months so you'd probably think oh this is he got away with it right oh no no he no, did but here here's how this tragic story ends one day mrs leister very nice says to me come here i want to talk to you and i'm like oh no like she's figured me out she goes i just i need to talk to you over here and i'm like oh so it's not gonna be in too much privacy so maybe we're okay it's not that bad, it's not that bad. She takes me in the corner and she goes, um, you're very good in this class. And I'm like dying because it's like, if only she knew I could barely turn on the computer, you know? She's, I'm like thinking like, where is she going with this? Where is she going with this? She goes, um, there's some kids who were having a little bit of trouble in this class. I was just wondering if maybe you might want to like, you know, spend some time pure tutoring after school to kind of like help them with these assignments. In my head, I'm dying because I'm like, if only she knew like my 007 skills, like, like creating, like, here's the worst part. The amount of effort that I put into creating these documents, I could have. I could have harnessed that energy and, and actually done the assignment. Done the assignment. Learned how to use it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that would have been the better route. It might have been easier. It, probably. Yeah. Not surprising, though. It was so bad that it came to the point where I had already printed out my name like 50 different times on a piece of paper, which I kept in a folder. Because that way, like, what's the point in printing it out every time? I already got it. All yeah. I need is a scissor and some tape. One, two, three. It's easier than doing the assignment. The hardest part was trying to find things to do in class because my assignment would be done. The funniest part of class, though, was the next day when she, uh, next week when we, when she passed out the home, what the homework, the, the assignments people had worked on, and she started assigning zeros out loud to people who hadn't handed in their assignment. And it was always like the same kid whose homework I stole, and he was like, "What do you mean? Like, what? Why do I get a zero? Why do I have a zero? I, 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 I handed it in." And she's like, "I don't have it." And I remember sitting there like, well, "She ain't got it." You know, <laughs> I knew where it was. Oh I tossed gosh. it. She's so right then and there, this crazy. kid was like. 
oh, I'll print it out right now. I'll print it out right now. And she's like, well, you can really only hand it in now for half credit. So I, I made the rounds, Allison. I wasn't a complete dick to just one kid. Okay. I, I worked so my I way around. And I, did, and I didn't just get myself, like, the best grade every time. Like, every now and then I took the shitty kids' homework. <laughs> Every now and then, the, the shitty I, kids' homework I, would have been. Your I don't homework. deserve an A. I mean, I deserved a, a B plus at most. Oh, yeah. I gave myself, you know, the good B plus because I imagine, like, I come home with an A. What are they really gonna? Are they really think that I'm gonna get an A in like computer? Oh, kids, so, a computer genius. Ryan went back with me, so she's like, "There's some kids who are having some trouble," and I was wondering. She said, "There's this kid named Chris Favish. What do you think about him?" Allison, what did I think about him? <laughs> Let me tell you what I thought of him. He wore a backwards fish hat. That's what I thought of him. You know the band Fish? P H I S H? You should have stolen his homework. That's mm. fine. Yeah. But let me tell you about P-H-I-S-H. I have never been able to enjoy their music because of Chris Fabish. Take that as you will. Now, I had to come up with a, a reasoning why I, I, I told Mrs. Leister why I couldn't help Chris with his uh, homework. And I said, you know, this is a struggle for me, Mrs. Leister. But um, the problem is I, I cannot help Chris because it is actually against my religion to oh help Chris. And she said, what do you mean? And I said, well, between you and I, Mrs. Leister, and I leaned in. Chris is a faggot. Oh my God. <laughs> I said, Chris is a faggot. We all know he's a big homosexual. And I just don't go that way. You know what I'm saying? He's a faggot, Mrs. She said, ah, say no more. I, I want to I said, here. before you do, I said, look at the hat. The backward dirty fish hat. You know what that means, right? Fish, huh? Huh? And I didn't know what I was saying. But she went, ah, I got gotcha. you. I got you. And was Chris a dirty faggot? If we split everyone into two groups of <laughs> between, you know, dirty faggots and, you know, fish heads, then, yeah, in some universe. You were saying? I, were, were you not this pleasantly gay in high school? Look, that, look, that you Allison, thought that listen, you could tell a listen, teacher that you didn't like him because he was it's, gay? It's... <laughs> Physician, heal thyself is what I'm trying to say to you. Is do as I say, not as I do. Um, and like, it's one thing to be like an adorable faggot, but not a not a dirty, filthy, fucking fish head faggot, oh my right? God. Right? Right? Yeah. I right, mean, thank yeah. you. I mean, I do valid need. I, I do need to be validated. It's because you haven't. Realized. Oh my gosh! So that's how I passed a computer class. You may applaud me. Thank you. Golf claps. So now, now we're segueing. Segueing. Now I, I understand that you've had some troubles with um, the man, the <laughs> law. I fought the law, and the law won. It did. I fought the law, and the law won. Yeah. So um. I feel like my story pales a little bit in comparison, but you know, they teach their own. Well, believe it or not. I have never been arrested. I, no convictions. Really? No convictions. Well, I have no convictions. I've been arrested, though. What's the difference? What's the difference? The difference is I had no charges. I just got... They just let you go? Carried down to the clink, as one might say. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so two weeks before I turned 18, which is prime timing, uh, my friends and I are out. We go ice skating. We go to the mall, as children do before they turn 21 and just get blackout drunk all the time. Uh, and we decide that we're bored and we don't want to go home. So my friend is driving. He's like, I don't know what to do. I go, ah, let's go Christmas lawn shopping. Christmas what? Oh, Christmas lawn shopping, which is when you go and you steal Christmas decorations off of people's lawns. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that because sometimes I park my car far away from home. And as I'm walking to my apartment, I think, you know, I do like around Christmas time, yeah. I do need a couple of like bulbs. So, and these are perfect. Like who's going to know if I just... Snatch a couple of these. Are both, these bulbs are expensive. See now, it, with these ring doorbells, it's almost impossible. This was pre-ring doorbell day. So, did you ever snatch any baby Jesus? No, 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 no. There was Jesus Christo. No, those were off limits, and the expensive. Oh, wait, now there's rules. Things are off I limits. I wasn't stealing. 
Christian idols, as one might say. Um, I'm not a big churchgoer, but I still believe that I can be smited so for shit. So what, what, what is on the list? So just, like, you go and... I, so, my morals... The few that I have. Moral, uh, lesbian. I don't feel the expensive ones or the, the Jesus ones. I feel like that's wrong. Uh, give me an so, idea what, what's so, the cheaper version. Candy canes, little little plastic figurines. All that, that light up, right? See, the hard part with the light ones is if they're plugged into something, then you got to find the plug and then you get caught. You make too much So you want, you, you're trying to get like one-stop shop yeah, in and out. Yeah, quick, quick and, and easy. Oh, I've heard that as your nickname uh, in high school. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> But, uh, so we're, we're driving around and we're like, we're stealing, like, we've got like a couple little things and then we go, we really want to steal some candy canes. Like, all right. So we're driving and up on a hill is a house with a bunch of candy canes. Like ornaments? Like or the, the long, the ones, ones that are stuck in the, in the ground? Yeah. Like okay. the cheap plastic ones you stick in the ground. And where, where are they eventually going to end up? In the trash? Are you going to decorate your apartment? We didn't, well, so we didn't were, think that I through. was 17, so we were living at home with our parents. I don't know how I thought I was going to bring those home. So my best friend, it was the degenerate house, so they probably would have wound up there. Um, so I was, you know, not that agile in high school. So why I was the one running in and out of the van um, is beyond me. But uh, I had, so my friend had that big, like, big, big gray box fans, like, that you would, predators would have almost, in a sense. Like, that's what it reminds <laughs> me of, like, unmarked van. And so I'm like, I got this. And so I run out, and I run up the hill, and I go to grab... The candy cane. This is just a random stranger's house. A random stranger's okay. house. So as soon as I get my hand on the candy cane, the fucking front door opens and the light like just comes perfectly on. Perfectly bad timing. And like like a fat deer in the headlight, I just turn. I go, 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 go. And I run and I jump in the car. Holding the, the item. No, right? no, no. I left it. I said abort mission and leave it. Um, my friend presses the gas as I'm midair and just, bam, whacks me with the door. I fall onto the floor and we drive off. Um... This was not the best escape car because I know no one else with that car in my entire life with this big gray van. But we drive off. We go. We drop my one friend off and we're coming home. We're like, all right, we got this. Everyone's just going to go home. We're going to lay low for the night. Lay low. 17. We tried. We're coming down past uh, this deli down a hill, which is where right where my friend lives. And all of a sudden, you would have thought we shot someone five How did they? How did they? Catch you so fast. I, I guess they were driving around town. Looking for this Looking van. for this because what else do bubble cops have to do? Absolutely nothing happens in the town. Um, so five cop cars pull us over, which is a bit excessive for what would be like petty theft. And not even. Maybe vandalism. Like, all right. Attempted, even. Yes. Well, so we had already gotten stuff from other houses. This was the last. Uh. <laughs> this was, we had hit like three so other houses Was your car like full? No, we had like three things. And so I'm in the back seat, my friend and my two friends are in the front. And we're like, shit. And now I had been texting my brother, and so I texted him back real quick and I went, We're getting arrested, like, come pick me up at the police station, which was down the street from my parents' house. I shove everything under my jacket and I go, All right, we just could tell him we don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Oh, I did steal the candy cane, actually. I lied. I did I did come come with that candy cane. Because the guy looks. If you're gonna like, go through all that work, you may as well run away. They the, open. They they pull us over. They get us out of the car. Now they can't search the car without probable cause. No, you may not search the car. So they go, "What's this candy cane?" And my friend, my best friend Mike, he goes, "Oh, we have a bunch of them. I had to go to the store and pick up more. We didn't have right, enough for the lawn. Right. We have a bunch." And he's like, "Receipt, please." Well, no. He goes. He goes. <laughs> if I go to your house, will they be on your lawn? And he actually well. did. No, he actually did have a couple on his front lawn. So I was like, "Ah, oh, we're in the clear." And they're shining the flashlight, and what do they see under the fucking top of my jacket but the top half of a snowman head? <laughs> and I was like, no! <laughs> I didn't shove it all the way under the jacket. Uh, and then so they probable cause, and they took the jacket, they saw these things, and they go, okay. Guess who's under arrest? And we're like, fuck. So all three of us, they put they put us in, in handcuffs, they put me in a car. Oh, and- by gosh, by golly. It's time for mistletoe and holly. I'm having I'm having panic attacks now. <laughs> from, no. But they put us in a cop car. I'm having a freaking panic attack from it. I, were you cuffed? No. Yes, you were. Cuffed at this behind which, or in the front? Behind. In the now, back I've never seat. been. I'm so infatuated so with I'm the idea the of being arrested. I hope it won't happen, but you never know. Yeah, no, it's not fun. And uh, so then they're talking to my other friends, and so they're arresting all of us and putting us all in handcuffs. And I whack my head on the plexiglass. That separates the front seat and the back seat. And finally, a couple of stories like, 
what the fuck are you doing? And I, so I, then my panic attack threw me into an asthma attack and I had been trying to get their attention. I was like, I need my inhaler. It's in my jacket. <laughs> He's like, really? Let's I pause said, no, for no, no, a no. moment and picture this. So it's like, <gasps> 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 yeah. Oh my gosh. By golly. Just like sobbing red faced. And they go, really? It's in your jacket? I say, I swear to God, I'm not lying about this. It is in my jacket. I said, you're going to have a bigger problem if you don't give it to me. And they're like, okay. So they pick up my jacket. Now, fun fact, at this point in time, my dad is a fireman in the double poli- in the fire department of the town where we live. Um, and the firemen and the cops all know each other, but he had been on the force for like 15, so 20 you, years. So did you have your white privilege slash get out of jail well, free card? they went, so kind of, yes. <laughs> Which I will admit that I definitely have, because had I not been pale white, things would have went entirely different that night. Um, they go, oh, and so my name's on the jacket, because like, Mar- it's our marching man jacket, we won like states, we put our names on it. I'm a loser. Um, kind of, yes. Yeah, it's okay. I'm, I'm kind of terrible with it. Um, and he goes, oh, are you Pat's kid? I'm, I'm like, yeah. He goes, okay. So they took me out of the handcuffs and put me in the car with my friend, which I was like, okay, I got a little bit of privilege here. And uh, then the entire time to the, the station and into where the holding cell is, the cop proceeded to tell me about how I was a horrible child and my dad should disown me. And if he was my dad, he would kick me out of the house. And now I am actively sobbing from the time the cops show up. Over stealing candy canes? Because I know my mother's gonna kill me. Like, my mom is the nicest woman. Uh, She was not a fan of me getting arrested because uh, if we had to pick a child that was gonna get arrested, it would have been my brother, not me. Yeah. So then they had to come pick us up. Uh, I gave my mom all my stuff. She took well, everything away. What do you like mean My stu- phone, my uh, iPod, anything fun. Uh, and then uh, I went home. Uh, my one friend didn't get to go home till the next morning because she had just moved and didn't know her home phone number. What? And the Come cops on, no wonder you got arrested. Lying. Yeah. And he, she was like, no, she's like, I live right next door. But her dad, she, she didn't get to go home until they actually physically went to the house and knocked on the door. And then uh, we usually ride together to the school. So she walks up the street to my parents' house in the morning, and we just stare at each other. We don't say anything. We just stare at each other, and we both just look at my mom, and she goes, both of you get the fuck in the car right now. <laughs> Silence all the way to school. Wow. But no charges were filed, and I turned 18, and I have no record. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. So, wow. Yeah. You uh, dodged a bullet there. Yes. And, uh, Interesting. Oh, yeah. for a plastic candy cane. We're going to take a little break, and when we come back... We're going to read my fan emails. Oh. Are you having a good time? I am. Awooga! And we're back. back. So she just asked me a moment ago, did you have a photo of the list? And yes, I do have a photo of the list. And let me share it with our listening audience. The Blair Witch Project, Edward Scissorhands, Donnie Darko, Coraline, Hellraiser, Exorcist, Sleepaway Camp, Gaslight, The Matrix, you don't need to see that. Uh, The Orphan, The Godfather, Candyman, Ed Wood, The the Changeling, 1980, not the Angelina Jolie version, River's Edge, Don't Tell Mom, The Babysitter's Dead. I'm embarrassed for you for not having seen this. The Burbs. Are you kidding me? It's like from the 80s. Like, we're, you really need to start early. Ugh. The You better take like a couple weeks off from work. The Terminal, Rear Window, are you kidding? Practical Magic, Double Jeopardy with Ashley Judd and Poltergeist. The list continues. So here's the thing. Here's One, the thing. don't judge me for my non-movie seeing taste. Two, I'm, what am I supposed I to do? I don't do scary movies well. Mm-hmm. And three, there's a bit of an age difference between us as to not seeing 80s movies, and neither one of my parents like scary movies. Wait, how old are you? I am 32. I was born in 89. Oh, so, so you're nine years younger than me. Yeah. That's the weird thing is that I've noticed lately that the people who are 10 years or nine years younger than me don't have a clue what I'm talking about a lot of the time. The other day, I made a reference to expose. And people thought I was talking about an actual expose, but really I was talking about the 80s girl group expose. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. They had no idea. And I realized 
Well, here's the other thing. So I'm wearing these, like, boots. That I'm going to show you right now. Okay. They're making me at least, what would you say, three inches taller? Yeah, at least. Now, the last time I wore these boots, I did something bad. Because the next day, I felt like I had, like, twisted an ankle. But I had not twisted an ankle. Maybe it was when I was driving. The constant moving back and forth of, like, my foot maybe is what made my sore ankles become sorer. And it was like I was a paralyzed old man for at least a week straight. I had to wear slippers to work, Allison. That's how old I was. Like a senior citizen or something. Working in the right place, though. Uh, You're telling me. I tried everything to make the pain go away, and I was once bitten, twice shy. I didn't wear them again until a year later. Today was my day. And what did I do today at work? Zumba. (laughs) So I'm waiting with bated breath, as they say, to find out later um, whether or not I've survived the day. I don't know. We'll find out. So how you doing? Wonderful. Now, are you excited about cold reading? Uh, a little bit, yes, actually. Yeah. So some of these emails that I get, um, I have to email the people back and be like, okay, um, I need more, or can you flower this part up, or I need a beginning, middle, and an end, like you know, you, your choice, whatever. Now, this is my favorite part where I shuffle like a poker player, and you tell me which one the worst poker player ever. is appealing to you. I want The one. bigger one. Okay. Oh, it was the bigger it's two one. pages. Holy jeez. There you go. You're going to read. Okay. Hey, Brendan. Oh, the second interview. I'm sorry. I was supposed to read the title. Yes. Uh, hey, Brendan. I love when the people in your stories just lose it. So here's mine. Mm. I'm warning you now I'm not a writer. You could have fooled me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I used the phone microphone and dictated. Sorry if you have to edit it a lot. I had to edit it a lot. I'm sure. Uh, the story is part the worst thing that's ever happened to me and the worst thing I ever did about it exclamation point we all have our breaking point so I had gotten fired with no notice and the worst part about getting fired is when you are ready to rejoin the workforce sometimes the next day sometimes the next day (laughs) (laughs) gotta pay that rent (laughs) there are job sites out there engineered to not only waste your time but steal from you if they can yeah 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 after sending out what felt like a thousand resumes on my very first day of being unemployed I got back about three responses. I knew that it was probably a long shot, but when they called me, they asked me to come in that day to interview. Mm. Huh. Like, was, I'm back in the workforce, baby! It was really quick. Uh, okay. It was against my better judgment, but I dressed in my best suit and I showed up ten minutes early. I had a feeling that this was not the place for me because there looked like there were so many people interviewing, coming and going, that there was either no way I was getting, quote, the job. The job. Or the job maybe wasn't real. Mm. When you, I mean, that's an accurate concern. Uh, when you go to the job interview, there's things to look for, like, is this office clean? Mm-hmm. Do the people who work there look legit? And mm-hmm. if they ask you to bring multiple copies of your resume, they clearly have no idea who you are. That's true. Really? I was always taught to bring multiple copies of your resume. Well, if there's no, if your name's not written somewhere, like, officially, I feel like. Well, yeah. Yeah, They're just true. inviting anyone, any yeah, old person. Yeah, they're just like, oh, in. you applied? Here you go. Okay, no, okay, that makes sense. Uh, after my first interview, see, things seemed okay, but I was a little bit leery being told that the next day they wanted me to come in and actually work a day there to see if I liked it. No mm. pressure. Mm. No Never pre- work for free. No pressure! Uh, the second interview I knew was going to be bad, but not as bad as I ever imagined. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> When I got to the office, they paired me with a trainer. I won't say his name because, honestly, I don't remember it. <laughs> a, very, a very large man who seemed like he had trouble breathing. Oh, I needed an inhaler. Oh, like my cat. Uh, who told me that I had to have my phone off and in my pocket all day. Turn your phone <laughs> that's, off. That's scary. That's, that's like, asking for trouble. Mm, this is how you this get. reminds me of, like, I worked as a waiter once, and the, like, the kitchen rule was you're not allowed to have your phone on you. Unless you had children. Everyone who worked that. there had children except me. So the rule only applied to me. <laughs> I would just I lie and say I had kids. That's who was allowed, <clears throat> not allowed to have a family. Hey, what jobs do that? Like, I don't have family besides children. Like, well, that's a whole other story. Um, uh, okay. Then we left the building, went down to the busy street, and he asked me if I had brought my car. and I my s- car? And I said, what does this have to do with anything? And he said, oh, I just thought maybe you could drive us. I said, drive us where? I just (laughs) met you. Just met you. This is how you get traffic nowadays. Yeah. 
My God, uh, I'm here for an interview, aren't I, to see how the business works for a day. Isn't that the deal? He said, I'll answer your questions later. I'll answer your questions later, Big Mouth. Now picture it, Sicily. 60, sorry. <laughs> now picture it. Here we both are, dressed business casual on the street, and I'm not even sure what we are doing. Eventually, after he makes a few phone calls, we meet up with another trainer and the person that she was responsible for, and the four of us get in somebody's car and went driving. <laughs> Meanwhile, your, your phone is off. Driving far? Were they going to kill me? Yes. <laughs> All signs point to yes. It felt like they were kidnapping me. They drove the four of us to Newark, New Jersey. They forced me to go to Newark. And not regular Newark. <laughs> scary, scary Newark. Scary, scary Where Newark. are you from, lady? I'm just assuming it's a woman. I don't even know. Um, apparently, the four of us are not working together. We're working in teams of two. Were you drug dealing? Like, what? So me and my trainer get dropped off in the middle of nowhere where he knocks on random homes' doors talking to people with a clipboard. No, we were not canvassing for political reasons. <laughs> are you ready to find out what the job yes! is? We are trying to convert Comcast customers to Verizon. Comcast to Verizon. Oh, my gosh. They have a little map, and they know which doors to knock on. Yes, the job is walking around neighborhoods and asking people to convert from Comcast to Verizon. Most of the time we didn't interact with anyone because nobody was home. <laughs> but a few times we did get some someone to answer the door and it never went well. I can't imagine why. My trainer was fearless and would literally walk into apartment buildings. Yeah, wow. Walk up flights of stairs and pound on doors. His only protection was a laminated card hanging from around his neck signifying that he worked for Verizon. <laughs> But she didn't. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure he didn't. It was a nightmare. It took hours. And imagine they tried to ask me to drive. Later, they wanted me to pay for lunch. <laughs> and not like... <laughs> oh, these people are ballsy. And not we'll see like... the wine list. <laughs> well, let's see. She says, and not a bagel at the deli. They wanted to go to a restaurant. Gonna go to Fernandez. And get this Rizizio. person has no money. They don't have a job. Nothing. Like I feel like the company should be taking me out for wasting my time. Later after lunch, we are back at it. At one point, we walked into what was most likely a dark crack house. <laughs> <laughs> Ding dong, Yvonne Cole. There's very few Glee things I know, but I like the meme. I didn't send her to an active crack house. Could could you put that pipe down for a second? We just want to ask you about your provider. <laughs> are you are you satisfied? <laughs> are with you your happy Verizon? with your current provider? Or current Comcast provider. How do you guys uh, feel about the Fire Stick? <laughs> oh, I told him I don't want to go any further. You can, but I'm not. I was scared. My trainer tried to tell me that if we could convert two people today, he could get a tremendous bonus. And I told him, <sighs> frankly, I didn't care anymore. I don't care. She's going to get the Jehovah Witnesses to do it. They'll knock on anybody's door. I'm walking around it's these... funny two- you say that. I was walking home and there was these two with a little name tag oh walking gosh. down the street. And I walked past this one particular house on our block that is scary. I mean, scary. And as they're walking, I overhear her say to the scary man who's always outside, Hello, sir. How are you today? Oh and I gosh. turned around and went, You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Oh That's how gosh. pretty girls like you... Go missing. Walk away. Walk away. Oh, jeez. <sighs> where are we? Ah, we <laughs> I was like looking for where, where we were. I'm walking around these horrible streets in the heat wearing my best suit, and I can already tell this is not for me. I was legitimately scared. I asked him, has anyone ever pulled a gun on you? <laughs> Because you open up doors and walk upstairs to places that you've never been before. I know you're confident, but this is how people get killed. Yeah. yeah. I guess he thought I was just being dramatic. We were in a hallway once that was completely dark and was 95 degrees. And I was like, I'm sorry, no. I just don't <laughs> feel comfortable. I have to leave. I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm pretty good. cool. I, I'm, I can't. I can't. This is so not me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to leave. I'm going to call an Uber. Don't worry. It's not for me. Oh, my gosh. Tap out. Um, it was hitting me now that these people were independent contractors whose job it was to force unsuspecting people looking for a job interview to be their buddy for a day. Yeah, <laughs> so, buddy for a day. 
<laughs> so they could possibly walk around neighborhoods and possibly convert cable subscribers to Verizon. It was actually pretty brilliant when you think about the free labor. Mm. These people had hundreds of people coming every day to interview. Free labor, exclamation point, which is why you say no to any place that makes you work for free. Uh, they even ask you to put your phone, your keys, and whatever in the bag in the trunk and then make you walk around the neighborhood. I declined putting my phone and keys in the trunk of the car I wasn't familiar with, but I'm sure there's people who did it. Yeah. That's how people die. <laughs> they assume you will be so polite that you will not say, no, I'm sorry, I don't yeah. feel comfortable being away from my phone, which, I mean, yeah. Like, oh, okay, you promise to give me a job? I'll do whatever you say. Yeah. Just don't get it in my hair. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ah, sorry, Mom. Okay. <laughs> oh. uh, my trainer kept gaslighting me and saying things like, I really hope you choose success today. <laughs> I really hope that you choose success. Allison, I really hope you choose success I today. I hope you choose success. I really hope you choose... I'm... Anytime I train somebody at work now, that is what I'm going to say Listen, I need you to clean this. I really hope you choose success. <laughs> oh, gosh. Are you eating the other half of that sandwich? I really hope you choose success. Is there is there onions on that? Because I really hope you choose success. Oh, gosh, I can't wait to use that. You don't want um, that coffee. Do I really hope you choose success today. <laughs> See, that's the way. You, you give me a coffee, you've chosen success for life. Um, I had I had to give him credit because he was really good at forcing people to be uncomfortable. Mm. They use your own politeness and desperation against you, dangling the carrot of a potential job offer. Ugh. And they know you need a job because why else would you be there? Yeah. So again, there we are in the dark hallway in somebody's house or apartment building. We have no idea. <laughs> and I'm hearing all kinds of weird noises of the neighbors on all sides of us. And I'm just really super uncomfortable. Yeah. We kept knocking on people's doors and I'm praying that nobody answers. And a few times if they do answer, they tell us to get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Let me tell you, you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> Honey, they won't. Uh, now remember, my trainer was a very large man who sweated profusely. Well, then the worst thing that can possibly happen happens, doesn't it always? Oh, tell me he passes out. As we're leaving a scary apartment building, for some reason the handle of the front door came off in my hand. <laughs> I couldn't pull or push the door open. We were locked inside. I was having a silent heart attack. <laughs> the last place I want to be is locked inside a dark, dingy, 95-degree house in my best suit among strangers who might possibly want to kill me. This is like a Stephen King novel. And it is. We already knocked on all the doors and nobody had answered. We were stuck inside and mind you, there were no lights. Just a window down the hall. Oh, this is terrible. I'm not a praying man, but I was praying inside. Oh, it is a man. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I thought it was a woman. Uh, down one of the hallways, there was this window that led out to a decrepit backyard. <laughs> Tiny window. The yard was not well kept and full of garbage. And since my trainer was too big to jump out of the window to the grass, I did. And I told him I'd walk around to the front and try to open the front door That's for him. nice. Really, this was just my clever ruse to escape. <laughs> I was going to leave him, high, him fucking high and dry. High and dry. You kept your folding keys, so really, what, what was stopping you? I was too tired and exhausted from this horrible day. Instead of walking to the front, I just walked away. Opens my Uber app and took the first ride home, leaving him in that sweaty crack house. <laughs> yes, I left. I didn't even say goodbye. Zero fucks given. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to waste my time? How about I waste your life? You might still be there. I don't care. That is the greatest story. Oh, oh my gosh. That's some customer service for you. Listen. He really wanted people to surprise for it. it. You asked for it. Asking you shall receive. Okay, so my story uh, is called The Ultimatum. Ooh. Hey, B, you asked for it. Here you go. When I started to work at my first office job a while ago, I had a certain amount of power. I was the office gay. <laughs> 
I'm the office gay, too. And most of the girls flock to me to gossip or to laugh. What can I say? I'm a good time. <laughs> I yield my power in a benevolent way, though. Did you write this email to yourself? This sounds like me, right? It does. I'm friendly with everyone. I don't discriminate. Sometimes the girls at work would ask me sex questions, and I was only too happy to help. Not that I was an authority. I'm just crazy. (laughs) I was sitting at lunch once with some of the girls, and this guy we'll call Lawrence, who was sweet, good-natured, and just boring. He was telling us about how he and his girlfriend, we'll call Leanne, went for a hike over the weekend, and eventually he feels like he's going to pop the question to her. It was sickening. (laughs) In a Pollyanna kind of way. He was just so vanilla and boring. We all know someone like this. After he left the lunch table, one of the girls lowered her voice and said, can I ask you a question? And without even asking, I looked at her and I said, do I think Lawrence is gay? Yes. (laughs) She screamed. And after she calmed down, she said, that was uncanny. How did you even know I was going to ask you that? I said, I could just tell from the way you lowered your voice and your tone. So we were gossiping, like you do, about how everybody in the office thinks Lawrence is gay and doesn't realize it. My office friend asked me, what could we do? (laughs) And I said, nothing. (laughs) There's nothing we can do. It was pretty funny. So Lawrence wasn't an asshole, so I don't want you to think that this constitutes major harassment, (laughs) but it was truly painful sometimes being around Lawrence and watching him pretend to be straight. He was just too respectful and sweet. Give me a break. For example, one day at our office, a girl, Carmen, was wearing a very tight pair of stretch pants showing off her big gorgeous ass. on it behind her back as a group like you do (laughs) and at one point we all look at Lawrence at the lunch table for a comment and he said he hadn't noticed (laughs) oh yeah he's gay we were like what well notice now (laughs) what do you think he was very polite and said no I I don't notice things like that we were like stop come on say something but he announced to the group that he was a gentleman think you're a liar. Then then another time, we're all sitting together at lunch talking trash, and Lawrence was all red and said he didn't discuss personal matters like this at work, which I get. But he was giggling when he said it. We were like, come on, Lawrence. Someone said they'd give him $100 to say something bitchy or dirty, and he wouldn't. Oh, my gosh. He was just too much of a goody-goody. He just didn't want to be one of the cool kids. This is at work. I forgot this was a workplace and not high school. <laughs> well, it's a cool table. Finally, one day, somebody asked Lawrence over lunch if he were attracted to men. And instead of oh denying it, he started laughing and giggling and saying, no, absolutely not. But I think, I don't think anyone believed him. He was laughing too much. It was so funny because it just seemed like he was lying to himself and getting all excited and flustered for no reason. I know you think I'm an asshole for writing this, but hear me out. <laughs> There's a reason. It's going to get better? <laughs> or worse, depending on which way you want to look at it. Finally, I told Lawrence in front of the whole table that if he wanted us to stop asking him, all he had to do was one thing, officially. Oh, no. Lawrence played along and asked us, what's that? <laughs> It was just so funny watching him turn. I guess all of this is so terrible because we were adults. (laughs) I love drama. So I leaned forward and only our table could hear. And I said, if you want us to stop asking you, all you have to do is look me dead in the face and say, I want to 
eat so much pussy. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> screamed. Because it was hysterical. Oh my gosh. <sighs> we were like, what do you think, Lawrence? Say it once. Say it for the last time. We just want to hear you say it. I... <laughs> I want to eat so, so much, much pussy. pussy. But see, now that is a true statement out of my mouth. No, no sweat. Yeah, that's easy. I can say it to No God. sweat. You got it. Done deal. Okay. Sign me up. And as I'm writing this out, I'm realizing how terrible this is. Oh, good. At least they realize. So... For a moment, it looked like he was weighing the pros and cons. Like, well, if I say it, they'll stop. But if I do say it, they'll probably laugh more at me. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it truly was a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Sounds it. Finally, after what seemed like an agonizing minute, he just smiled and said, I'm not going to sink down to your level. And we all screamed, oh! It was fucking childish. A little bit. As you can imagine, it was not at all surprising later that day that my entire lunch table was asked to come to a meeting about inappropriate office behavior and sexual harassment. (laughs) Can't imagine why. Needless to say, all of our future naughty lunch breaks turned instantly boring. And we weren't allowed to have any fun anymore. I left that job shortly after, and I never did find out if Lawrence ever admitted the truth. But trust me, the nose knows. <laughs> I just, the entire time you were telling this at the end of the story, all I was picturing was a bunch of, like, 40-year-old teachers in a cafeteria lunchroom right. sitting at a table together. Oh, Jesus. I think he was gay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they did the homework. They did. <laughs> they did their... They looked at him. That's all they had to do. Well, we're going to take a good break. And when we come back, since this is not a revenge podcast, I'm going to tell you the good story. Oh. And on a good note. Having a good time? Always. Worst thing you've ever done. So a moment ago... You told me to lower my voice a little bit because you had some some scalding hot tea about where we're where you're living. What was that about? Yes. So, yes. Yes. A little louder. Um. Um. So, so I found I out. Found out. Can you stop? <laughs> what are you, my parent? Um. I found out that my neighbor was a a bit of a homosexual. A bit of a homosexual. One night when um I heard him um copulating. Copulating, copulating with his boyfriend of the time, right? Because uh, our beds share the same wall, same wall, paper so, thin. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And how did that make you feel? Um, intrusive. A little horned um, up. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. Does that do anything for lesbians or no? Because I saw that movie called The Kids Are All Right, and those lesbians watched gay porn. I, you know what? I feel like that might... I don't know if I could speak for all of them. Mm. I, no, I feel like you're an authority. I, I want you to like, speak like for all the lesbians like in the so- world. Uh, no, that... You that, play softball. I did play softball. You drink White Claw. I do drink White Claw. And you love Ani DeFranco. Eh. No? Not as much? Yeah. I mean, I own a pair of Doc Martens, and so I make fun of Alyssa and tell her that, you know, she owns Doc Martens, but that's a whole other story. Um, but Did no. you know that Alyssa had a, a, a suitor once of a lesbian persuasion? It does not surprise me. Who tried to kiss her um, in the parking lot um, of her grandmother's funeral. <laughs> that is the worst timing possible. We shouldn't talk about this. We shouldn't. We shouldn't talk no, about this. Not at all. <laughs> go on, go on. Go, shouldn't talk about I'm gonna this. I'm going to get stabbed at work. My, my other favorite thing to say about Alyssa's um, gentleman caller, suitor, suitor, suitor. Um, is that one day the suitor asked her, oh, do you play guitar? And she said, because she was learning, she was like, yeah, I do. And this suitor replied with, ready? <clears throat> oh, no. Oh! No, the, the, that sound that I just made. That's so gross. I know what that sound is. <laughs> that sound can only be... <laughs> 
can only be uh, classified as like the straight guy. Like, oh my god, I want to fuck you so bad. Men, I, like, I don't know why men think that this will work. Can like, you can you just for once? Can you try it for our listening? No, audience, please. I don't even know. I please. <laughs> please. Um. Oh, no, see, that more, sounds so more. gross. Can you give it one more shot? All right. <clears throat> me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> much better, much better. That's so gross. I didn't say, I didn't say it was polite. I didn't I say that it was no. something that we do around, like, you know, upper class, you know, culture. This is it's why I married a woman. Something that we subscribe to or admit to. Anyway, so, um... I would always love to end each pod with, uh, you know, the nice story. And this one is no exception. So, um, back at my old job, um, they used to send me to the bank to get change or drop off the, the, the cash. And I've always made friends with everyone who worked there. I call them like my bank boyfriend or my bank girlfriend. And I would stay there even after the deposit was done to just talk shit and get to know them and... <clears throat> I went through quite a few girlfriends and boyfriends over the years. Like they, yeah. they become like a member of your family. Yeah, like, like very, very close. Like we, we always just shared with each other, you know, how much we hated the job. And we got along great. So one day, uh, they hired somebody new. I was so used to going there, Allison, that even though the computer was not facing me, I knew for years of experience that when it came time for them to print what I needed them to print, like the proper um documentation it was a it was a shift f7 ready it was a shift f7 it was a thumb and a ring finger so that computer thing you know well only by observation okay. i only observed a shift f7 yeah you have no idea what it does. i don't know what they were doing because okay. the computer was screen was not facing me but i knew that in order to get the print it was a shift f7 okay. so the the new girl that they hired having some trouble how did i know she was having trouble she wasn't pressing shift f7 not only was she not pressing shift f7 but she was doing something she was tapping something in on the computer and the computer was making this noise so all you heard was this and here's the, here's an idea when you're typing away and the computer is making a Whatever you're, you're doing. You're probably wrong. Yeah. You're probably wrong. Or the computer's going to explode, one of the two. Well, They're I'd both. never heard that sound for so long yeah. in the past, so I knew yeah. she was up to no good. Yeah. Now, I knew from previous experience that when they when you give them either cash, coin, or check, uh, they have to make the three different balances add up correctly on the screen. Like, they, you can't just hand it to them and they're like, oh, sure, here's your receipt. It's not that simple. They have yeah. to actually put in exactly what you gave them, and then from there they give you a printout. Now, every now and then, I would have large bills that had to require me getting change back. Not a lot of change, just like some. Yeah. And sometimes they would say to me, how do you want that? And I would say, whatever, because I didn't care. It's not your money. Now, today was a different kind of day. I knew that the money I was handing them was exact. So you can imagine my surprise see where this is going when she said to me and how do you want the change and i said tens twenties so she must have put it in wrong oh no because she starts handing me cash she handed me about three hundred dollars in cash and what did i do did you take that money? i took that money you're terrible you stole from i took that money and I walked out to the street, counting it, thinking, I'm not supposed to get changed. Like, this is, this is highly irregular. Uh, but I, 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 I stand by the fact that, you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm just a, a, a bystander. I'm, I'm just a customer. I don't know. I, I don't know what's what. Remember my story earlier about computers. Yes. I don't get them. I know what a Shift F7 was supposed to do. But, but whatever it. this is, this is not It's highly irregular. Um, she wasn't there the next day when I went back I to do uh, the deposit. They must go through these people very fast. But that was a good day for me. Now, you're probably wondering, but Brendan, you said this is not a revenge podcast. I didn't know her name. Yeah, you didn't actively go and try and get her fired. If she no. Said, you shouldn't work at a bank if you don't know what you're doing. You know what probably happened when she applied for that job? She had somebody else. She had her. somebody else do her online assessments. 
which proves the initial point that we've been trying to express from the very get-go, which is... Do your own assessments. Do your... do Keep your eyes on your own paper. Don't steal anybody else's. Allison, I don't know if that's the lesson, uh, but... Yeah. <laughs> But I really want to thank you for doing this and having me. You're my first official lesbian yes. on the pod. And uh, I just adore you. For those not listening, there's an entire wall in my apartment that is um, gay regalia. It's, les- it's lesbianic. So it's, it's true. Did you have a good time on your first pod? I did. This was fun. Yes, I, I agree. You're quite an enjoyable host. You know, I'm going to take those comfortable feelings and... Put them under the blanket with me tonight, and oh, I, I will enjoy them. I'm going to keep you warm tonight. Aww. Aww. Like a teddy bear. Aww. Allison, thank you so much. Thank you. Anything you want to plug? Tell the audience what you're up to? You're going to be uh, bowling anytime soon or bartending anytime soon? I'm or- be bartending tomorrow for St. Patrick's Day. Ooh. And uh, catch me every Saturday night. Aaron, go remove your bra. Oh, hey, <laughs> only if you tip well. No. Michael's Ross Common House, Belleville, New Jersey. It's a great time. We're such Jersey trash. We are. Love ya. Love ya. You just listened to the worst thing you've ever done. A podcast where I explore the worst stories of my friends and strangers, each week with a special guest. Concept and editing by me, Brennan Joel Bartlett. Music by Anthony Babalacqua. Vocals by Kevin Lynch. Available on Spotify, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Copy RSS, and other platforms. Some names have been changed to protect the not-so-innocent. Send your future emails to worstthingeverdone at gmail.com. Thank you, Andrew.